Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Hustle Island podcast. Real hustlers, real stories. Hustleisland.com. Today, we have Hustle Island's own Jason Wojo. He's the CEO of Wojo Media, producing great content and hustling on the World Wide Web. Making no excuses. Welcome to the program. Jason Wojo. How are you doing, Mike? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to tell my story and have a chat with you as well. So it's going to be a good opportunity for me to you know, answer any questions you may have for me and just, you know, have a nice chat. So I'm hyped. Let's jump right in, my man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Hey, let me ask you this, man. How did you find Hustle Island? Uh, how did I originally find it? So I actually reached out to Hustle Island maybe about five to six months ago. I believe so because okay. – I, I was, you know, being my personal brand self, I wanted to seek influencer opportunities to get like, you know, free stuff sent to me that I thought was going to originate with my audience. Okay. So I found Hustle Island. I was like the shirts they hustle on at patients, like things that I preach on a daily basis to, you know, my, my fans. So that's why, you know, when I messaged Greg through the Hustle Island channel, I basically was like, you know, I want to, you know, rep the shirts. Could you send me a couple? He sent me a lot more than I expected, which is kind of insane. <laughs> uh, and then, like, the second time around, he sent me, like, mugs. And my parents actually use them for their coffee in the morning, which is crazy. <laughs> but, like, awesome. nah, yeah, man, he sent me a bunch of stuff. And then I started, like, trying to get him to let me join the team because I, okay. under yeah, cause I understood, like, Facebook ads and stuff. And I was like, you know, when I had the agency, I was like, hey, Greg, you know, I, I want to help you guys out. I think I could really bring a lot of value to you. And this was before, like, he really knew about, you know, the stories that I was making and, like, the content creation in general. And yep. it's just funny how I got denied so many times. And then finally me and him met up in, uh, in Connecticut. We went out and we got lunch, and then he, he brought me on the team right after that. So it's just All like right. crazy journey. It's just funny. It's a journey. You're on the island, working yeah. for the island hustling your your parents are drinking out of the mugs they're drinking the coffee <laughs> just like you what yeah. do you do for hustle island uh what i do basically is i make all the stories that you guys are all seeing on the instagram uh i handle the twitter um i just and basically all behind the scenes as far as like i also control the instagram as well so when you guys like tag us and um like mention us in posts i usually respond and then i throw you up on our story uh, and that's basically it, just social media management, making any on-demand stories that, you know, Greg has for me to do. And yeah, just mostly content creation, just bringing up new strategies as well, like new ideas on how to, you know, maybe better our conversions on our ads and just things of that sort. The internet is a crazy place. Like you're talking about content, conversion rates, doing this, bringing people to the website. How did you learn all this stuff? Uh, I took a couple of courses actually. And if anybody else is looking for like cheap courses to learn about Facebook ads and traffic and like just simple advertising, there's a site called Udemy and it helped me out a lot. I bought a $12 course worth of like 10 hours of information. I studied, I studied, I studied it. And that's how I really started to implement it into my own personal brand because when I started getting followers, I was running ads myself all across the world too. And I was running, you know, Instagram story ads and I started learning like why my, you know, my cost per click was low. And I started learning all these things. I started, you know, then that goes to ad splitting, which is basically testing out, you know, different ad visuals and then different ad sets, which are the people you're targeting 
And basically, I just learned from just being a practitioner. You know, like I studied it for about probably I would say like two years of me going through the motion of just seeing like human behavior, customer behavior, what ads people were interacting with more and just studying that because I knew I wanted to get into this eventually, but I was basically behind the scenes. I was like any other person on Instagram that was a user, you know, posting pics with their friends at the beach. Like that was me. I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, but I was using, (laughs) yeah, I I was using my leisure time to study it. I was like, why are all these big people making it on here? And I started to see, you know, all the different variations of ads they were using, the verbiage that they would use in the ads and just all these things. I was like, all right, I want to do this for real and I want to help people do it. And once I started seeing results in my own personal brand, I said, you know, if I can do this for myself, why don't I do this for other people? And that's why I started my agency. And your agency is what? Wojo Media. Wojo Media, putting it out there, man. Yeah. How many followers do you have on Instagram and on other uh, social media outlets? I think I have 21,000 now on Instagram, and I have 550 on Twitter. I'm not – like, I just started getting into the whole Twitter scene, and I really didn't take much value into it, but now I want to – because I say it myself, you know, across my chat. I say, hey, don't get stuck on just one platform. You have to branch off because what if Instagram – like dies out tomorrow. What am I going to have to have those 21,000 people? Yeah. And that's why I was like, all right, I got to get on Twitter. And I just started up my Facebook page. I'm uh, trying to get as many people, you know, traffic wise to there as well. So I'm trying to really just put all the capital that I'm making with this agency and just put it back into my personal brand. Because I think that most of the reason why I've been able to get clientele is because of the leverage of my personal brand, how I've been able to grow and navigate the space and businesses want to see that, you know, when you hide behind a company logo, I don't think that's authentic whatsoever. I wanted to be that person that had the agency that talked about it, that gave insight, that did it himself, you know, spoke my truth, you know, documented my story. And that's the main reason why I think that I was able to get clientele so early and so rapidly in the past five months, you know, like, well, let's hear about that, the rapid rate. When people get on Instagram, everyone wants the likes. They want the followers. They're going to follow some people, but we all want followers. Yeah. You know, to go from zero to 100, 100 to 500, to go from that number to 21,000 on Instagram, yeah. is that is that correct? 21,000? I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. It's a journey. I know that. Yeah. But, like, explain to me, the person who wants to have 21,000 plus followers, how I mean, am I going to do that? Yeah, basically what I was doing was Instagram story ads. They are they give a lot of impressions, but a, impressions are basically people seeing it. That's what okay. Facebook considers it. And basically what that, you know, entails is just me speaking in front of the camera. You know when you're swiping on your Instagram story and all of a sudden a sponsored ad comes up. Those are me. That's how I got followers. Not for the swipe up, but for the profile visits. So my strategy was I would say to people straight up, and I did this in Poland, UK, I did this in Canada and the US. And how I strategized my ads was targeting these people directly. So I would speak in the ad, I'd say, hey, my name is Jason Wojo. I want to inspire and motivate you to live your life on your terms and cut out all negativity out of your life. Maybe your friends are negative. Just all these you know, different tweaks that I made in the video to get people's attention to say, Hey, how can this kid bring about positivity in me? Then I would attract them to hit my profile. Now on an Instagram ad, you can swipe up 
or you can actually hit the person's profile. I don't get charged when you hit my profile, but I get charged when you swipe up. So my strategy was to get people to click my profile pic in the top left corner as many times as possible for the cheapest cost. And Instagram stories are a lot cheaper because more people see them, but at the same time though, a smaller percentage actually swipe up or click on them. But yeah. those are also, you know, like if you're swiping up on an Instagram story ad, that means you are, I would say, 30 to 40% interested just because everybody's swiping through the stories. Everyone's just like, oh, an ad, get me out of here. Like everyone's trying to click away. But yeah, I was able to get like, oh my God, I went from 10K to 18K in one month. But I did spend a lot of money though. Like, oh my God, I was like, Jesus. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, geez. like they're asked, like the money, like, what, what, like how much money you're spending on this stuff. Oh, I was like, geez. Oh. And for 8,000 followers, I think I spent, I would say about four grand. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Where's, yeah. Where's that money coming from? You got like a day job or something? No, I used day to work. Days? No, I used to work for the past two years. So like okay. when I got out, all right, so this is backtracking. Backtrack. Yeah, like, back right, I'm going to ask you the question later, man. You're going to tell us your story. We're going to get there. We're going to backtrack. So tell us this part of it. So when I was a freshman in college, I really didn't know what I want to do in my life. And I used to work at a cafe. I worked for actually at a cafe for two and a half years before that. I was working at the age of 15. So I always wanted to like put the work in. I always wanted to put myself ahead of everybody else because that's what I cared about when I was younger. I was immature. And I actually cared what people thought about me. So the one way I thought that I wanted to get ahead was just work more. You know, I thought that that it wasn't just, you know, like about the money and all, but like it was about just working. Like I wanted to be known as the person who was just a straight up hustler. Like that's it. And I worked at the cafe for two and a half years. Then I went to culinary school freshman year. And people really? were like, Wojo went to culinary school? Well, I did. <laughs> I, unfortunately, I did. And but I have Wojo, to say – I have to say that was the best decision of my life because that made me aware of who I was though. I literally became so self-aware in that one year. It was crazy. How? And I, cause I realized like who I really was. And while I was in college, I was flipping Pokemon cards on eBay too. So I was doing like these weird things. Like I was weird. Like I wanted to see the business world because I always had a passion for quote unquote, making a lot of money. I always wanted to be somebody who made it, you know, that's what the term was made it. And I just dabbled in so many things, but I realized I didn't want to be in a kitchen for 16 hours a day, making 15, $17 an hour just wasn't going to make me happy. And I said to myself, what makes me happy? I said, well, I know living my life on my terms, you know, maybe making a lot of money, owning a business. Those are the things that went through my head. And I said, okay, I got to get out of culinary school. So then I decided to move back home and then I'm going to business school right now. I'm actually a senior now. So basically I'm almost done. Thank God, because I have a lot of opinions on school. Uh, it's pretty bad, but I'm almost done with that. But that really made me then push to start a business. And that is that in that time frame, I started listening to Gary V got a ton of insight from him. He basically put me in gear because I saw the opportunity that he was doing, and I said, if he could do it, I can do it. A lot of people like put these big entrepreneurs and celebrities on some pedestal like 
that's meant for them. I can't do that. Like, that's not the case whatsoever. Um, and then basically, yeah, so I started my business five months ago, though. But for those two years, I was just listening to Gary Vee. I wasn't really taking any action. Okay. I was just listening to Gary Vee, and I was on that business track to be a worker. That's what I was on. I had an internship in New York Life for about seven months. Um, and then, no, actually, no, it was nine months. I was working at Staples part-time. And then I became a supervisor there. And then I actually quit a week after I became a supervisor, which is funny. And then I left that. And then recently I was at a financial firm for 10 months and I was doing just some analyst work because my, my degree is business, but a concentration in finance. Because okay. what I really want to do is have this agency like on the side and pay people to run it and just like have that stream of income and then be a part-time financial planner as well. So I could have, you know, flexibility in that. And yeah, I worked at that financial firm. I learned a ton there. That was definitely an eye-opening experience for me. And I was so comfortable there. Like that place was like family to me. Like we're still close. I still hang out with them all. Like we have a group chat still. Like we're too close. And one day I went to work and he pulled me in the office. He was like, you know, whoa, Joe, your time's done here. I was like, damn, that was, I was not expecting that because Dover, I, man. Yeah, I was, I was, I was working there part time and I was being, I was a intern financial analysis, basically financial analyst. And then I was also the head of marketing there. I was doing all the marketing, Facebook, okay. LinkedIn, all the videos that we were recording. I was doing those and they were putting me in a great position. Like for a kid my age, I was never going to get a job like that again. For a kid my age to have the flexibility and they were paying me really well too. And I was like, Jesus, like what am I doing? I was so young too to take on that kind of responsibility. And yeah, I mean, that's basically, and then now I'm just, you know, running my agency. Uh, and yeah, so that's a recent events for me. So that's basically my, my, my whole story to this point. You're showing yourself, kid, young. How old are you? I'm 21. 21. I mean, I still consider myself a kid because, like, I'm young. Like, so many people get this twisted. It's terrible. Like, people get out of school, and they're rushing to prove themselves. Like, I could mess up until I'm 35, and I would still be young. And these are things that I just learned from Gary Vee. Like, these are just things. Right, you keep mentioning Gary Vee. What's your biggest message? That, what's the message that, he, that you heard? that resonated with you and that made you get out of the culinary that put you on this track to be a, a CEO. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say, I would say self-awareness. I really didn't know who I was and I wasn't willing to admit that I was lost when I was younger. I wasn't willing to say, Hey Jason, look myself in the mirror and say, I really don't know what I'm doing. I suck. I'm small. I really don't know who I am. And a lot of people are not willing to do that. That is the truth. What do you mean you're small? Like, I'm just small compared to the macro of the world. Like, what do I want to oh. do? Like, I just, I, I don't know. It was like a weird feeling for me because I realized how much I was a kid in college. Like, I was nothing. And that's the kind of perspective that I had to say, okay, let's be something, you know? And what he taught me was just self-awareness. I tried a lot of things. I tried to, you know, network with a lot of people, meet new people, really realize my specialty and what I was actually here to do. And I just found a killing with social media just because it just makes me happy. Like I get up in the morning. I'm just like, all right, what content am I putting up today? 
What do I have to do for clients? I feel like I have a true responsibility to elevate myself and elevate other people's businesses because that's what I'm doing with my agency. I'm just helping people with content and making them money, giving them a better life. I work with a lot of people who I know on a personal level who work in retail still, like Mike, if he's listening, and he has kids and he wants to get out of the retail game. And I'm trying to get him there with us running ads and getting him business. Like there's a real connection there. And it's not just business anymore with some of my clients, especially, you know, Greg. You know, he's taught me so much in just such a short amount of time. And it's just insane. Like, I don't even consider it uh, any, I don't consider anybody clients. I really just consider them friends and honestly family. Like, just the amount of value that people have given me is just insane. Like, well, that's the name of the game in, in business. You got to build relationships. You got to have that family environment. And that's going to that's gonna make people want to work with you. Yeah. Let, and, let, yeah. Me, let me ask you this. You're 21. When you were a kid... Let's go back to when you were a kid. Oh, you were a kid. <laughs> what were your childhood dreams? I actually wanted to play in the NBA. That was my thing. And really? you know what's crazy about this is not a lot of people know this about me, but I didn't grow at all. I was 4'11 senior year of high school. 4'11? 4'11. I'm not kidding with you. And How this is the crazy now? thing. Six feet, which is insane. I grew like eight inches over like the second year of college is summer. It was insane. Four eleven. How was that in high school? That was terrible. Actually, that was actually insanely terrible. I don't know. I, I, I made a post about this too on my Instagram. I used to get picked on a lot badly. Like it was bad. And I had to stay in my own head a lot. And I was like, it was, it was, and that's why, like, that's why I left culinary school because I realized that that wasn't going to make me bigger than what people thought I was. I wasn't going to put enough passion into it. And this just stems back to, you know, like I said, I want to be in the NBA. And when I was younger, oh my God, I was filthy. Like all the coaches that I had were like, you know, this kid's going to play D1, blah, blah, blah. And this was going into like eighth grade. What I was I, I was point guard or I was shooting guard, whichever one that they wanted me to play. I, I could play both, but I was very good. Like I was scoring like 25 a game. I was, it was insane, but my growth spurt did not match with the kids that I would be playing against in high school. It just didn't. And it just didn't work out that way. I couldn't drive in the lane and like do the weird layups that I was doing. I was getting blocked too often. It was just not, it was, it was tough. And like, my parents put a lot of money into camps and stuff for me to go to. I was going to like these hoop group camps. I went to this camp in Rhode Island. Like coaches were looking at me and like they were like, this kid just can't play because he's too small. I was 4'11 and I was 84 pounds, I think. I was very small and it was just tough. And it was hard for me to swallow that because I knew that I was I was very good and I don't like to boast like but I really was like I really had a passion for it. I would watch the NBA all the time. Kobe was my favorite player. And I don't know, it that was the biggest letdown in my early childhood because everyone was like, "Oh, you know, Lojo is going to do this. He's going to play in a league." And I was like, "Maybe not." But that was the worst. Like that was the worst cuz Looking back now, if I were to keep playing and I was six feet, maybe I could have played. I don't think I would have went to the NBA. No, I probably would have just played in college. But, like, I really had a passion for it. And then when I realized my growth was not, you know, matching up with the kids I was playing against, 
it was really just a bad, you know, it was just a bad scenario. Yeah, so that's basically it. How's how how does that like scenario play out in your life now when you look back on where you were and how that's I, helped you how how you've overcome that? How did you overcome that? Like just that letdown of being like, Hey man, Wojo's the man, he's scoring twenty five points and then all of a sudden it's like, All right, this guy, you know, four eleven, just not going. <laughs> everyone else is like five foot five, five I know. It was it was tough. Yeah, it was tough, but then I started realizing, like, life, there's always, like, you know, some other path for you, and I, you know, I basically was like, hey, what else can I do? You know, what else am I going to be passionate about next? What did you do at the time? At the time, I was still lost. I was just working. I was trying to find myself. I... I was honestly reckless. Like I really I mean, rec- reckless. Like, all right, what, what, what did you like, do that was reckless? Like, not like like what people usually think is reckless, but what I was just words, I, I was just hanging out with like stupid people. I was making excuses. I was negative. Like that's what I mean by reckless. I was just okay. the kid that you would hear in class, like, "Oh, this sucks." No, no, no. You know, I wasn't really positive at all. Yeah, all right. And now I look back at who I am now. I'm like, geez, like it changed a lot. And going back to going back to high school and that terrible experience, um, you said you got picked on a lot. Oh yeah, that was bad. That was bad. I had to just yeah, stay. Not easy. I, I had to stay in my own head. Um, I really just like at the time I was ignorant to it and I didn't want to let it get to me. So then I started to become ignorant as a defense mechanism. So I'd be like, oh, you know what? You know, I, I don't care what they say. Just like that kind of talk to myself. And I would, I literally resort. Oh, yeah. So, wow, I totally forgot about this part of my life. But so basically, ahead, on since, since I got picked on a lot in high school, I play a lot of video games. This is the other thing. So this is totally you're, different. You're a, are you a gamer? I used to be. It was bad. Like Fortnite? It was, no, Call of Duty. Okay. Call of Duty. And it was bad, though. I... I used to play like, oh, geez, I mean, probably like eight hours a day sometimes. It was rough. Full-time job, man. Yeah. But I was like, I was getting really good at it. Like, I was, like, at one time on Call of Duty Ghost, I was ranked like 11 in the world or something. It was insane. And I used to, yeah, I was a nerd at that game. And I don't know, like, that was the one chapter of my life. And then I gave that up. And that was hard to give up because that was something that I also liked to do. It was it was basically the reason why I played video games was because it was my stress reliever from the outside world. Like I kind of trapped myself in a virtual world playing with a fictional character. And like, yeah, that was at the time I was still immature. And like, like I said, I had no idea who I was. And now I kind of know who I am. I still don't know fully because life can take its course like crazy Absolutely. things. Crazy things can happen. So, I mean, right now I think I'm like, I know what I want to do. And now it just is a matter of time before I manifest it fully. So if it goes as planned and I'm a part-time financial planner and I have this going on the side as an income, then, yeah, I think I made my goal. But, you know, life happens, you know. So, you know, I could be driving tomorrow and, like, God forbid I can get an accident. Something bad at like, You just never know. Like, you never yeah, know you never you got to live life to the fullest, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Like, I don't want to have to go into a job at my age and work in retail and, you know, be told what to do and 
I just want to be able to get in my own head and see my full potential. I don't want to have to follow a company's policy. I want to be my own creative and not just through social media, but I want to create my own life. Like I want to be the creative of where I end up at the end of the journey. Like that's basically what I want to do. And a lot of people are not willing to step out of that comfort zone. A lot of people like secure, you know? Oh yeah. No one, I mean, no one wants yeah. to be, just comfort in their lives. Oh, That's my. just, you know, human tendencies. Like it's really hard to, to jump out of your comfort zone. It's really oh. hard to, to jump, to take that jump and to grow wings on the way down. It, it's a, that's one of the hardest things. That's the confidence, that mindset to just go out there and put yourself in front of people. And what, what you have done with 22,000 followers on Instagram. Let me ask you this. Any of those bullies who picked on you in high school, are they, uh, they tried oh. Yeah, they're they're hitting me up. It's kind of funny. Real. They're trying to bounce back. It's funny. So this is that circle. Literally, it's really it's really weird because I have a bunch of people who I used to talk to in high school, like acquaintances, not talk, but you know the whole picking on crap. But they hit me up. They're like, "Whoa, Joe, I love what you're doing." I'm like, "Oh my god, this is just I love it though. It pumps me up because I'm waiting for the next person to hit me up. It's it's just funny." It really is. And it's actually funny. A couple weeks back, I went out with some friends, and I saw somebody from high school who I played modified basketball with when I was younger. And I was like, oh, my God. It's been like seven years since I saw this kid. And he honestly recognized me. He's like, bro, I follow you on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) He's like, bro, you're killing it. Keep it up. Don't stop. And I was like, wow. All right. I mean, it's not like it's not like a thing that like makes an ego, but it's like kind of inspiring to myself, I guess you can say. Like it's just like people are seeing it. And at the same time though, like there's a lot of people who are doing a lot better than me, that's for sure, but I'm still in my own situation. Like I'm only going to care about my lane and I'm just happy with where it's going right now. You know, if people are watching, that's, you know, dope, I guess. Um it's just you know, I, I love to have more people, obviously, you know, join in on the on the journey. But it's just crazy how people switch their lanes. It's just insane. Same thing happened with, with, with this weekend. I used to – actually, the funny thing is I used to get bullied by this kid. Uh, he lived in a trailer park down my route. And um, I saw – route? I, yeah, like uh, route, route 52. It's like a road okay. that's off my – yeah. Uh, I think it's like a paper route or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had to check on that. So basically, uh, yeah, we used to get in conversations all the time on the bus, like taking my backpack and like throwing it across the, the bus. I was like, oh my God. And then like, I would have to like walk to the back of the bus and they would like trip me while I'm walking. I was like, oh my God, this kid is so annoying. But yeah, that kid, I saw him out, uh, on a Saturday night and he was like, yo, sorry, I picked on you. I respect what you're doing. I was like, bro, this kid, man, I think people just change because the fact is, too, like, when we're all in high school and middle school, like, we're all immature, too, you know? Like, there were times when I was immature. I used to make, like, weird sounds on the bus, like, outside the window when kids would get off. Like, I was that kid. Like, it was just me. And uh, I don't know. I think, like, most of those kids that used to pick on me found themselves, I guess you can say, and, like, realized how stupid it was to be saying those things and doing those things to somebody who was literally innocent. Like, I wasn't doing anything. Literally sitting on the bus, like, minding my own business. Uh, so I, I, just, I guess I just realized that I just gained a new perspective and then just wanted to just come up to me and like basically apologize. And that's just out of guilt. 
know, when people have a lot of guilt held upon them, it usually holds them back from doing things. So once they get it off their chest, then they can eventually, you know, act on what they want to do. Um, but it's just interesting how, like, people change. It's just interesting. Let me ask you this. Now, you had bullies back then. You're on the internet. The internet can be a scary place. Instagram, <laughs> you got people who probably hit you up. Talk about some of these trolls on the internet who are are hitting you up who have a voice because they can jump right on their phone and they can. there's probably some negativity that you experience yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, there, there are some people who say that I'm a Gary Vee ripoff, and I'm like, dude, I'm just, like, speaking my own truth. Like, I don't own a $150 million agency. Like, I don't have that under my belt. I'm just basically, like, documenting my life. Like, if it's close to what Gary Vee, you know, had when he was younger, then, like, okay. But, like, this is what I like to do. Like, it's what I enjoy. Like, I don't really let the hate get to me as much just because I know that, like, that person that's hating on me is in a dark place in their mind because I just, like, I don't know. I just have a lot of empathy towards it because I've seen kids do it to me when I was younger, and I just see how they feel bad now. So that sort of empathy just comes about me. I just feel bad for them because they're probably in a tough situation. Like they just don't like they're lost and they just want to take out their, un, their, their lack of success out on people who are trying to strive for that. They, they hate people who are striving to become something that is bigger than what they are, you know? And that's why I think people hate because they're not willing to do it themselves. So when they're not willing to do it themselves and take the action to actually make something of themselves. When they see people in the same age bracket as you, Doing so, they're like, oh, this kid, hate him. You know, that's just basically how they how they react to it. Nobody likes people being ahead of them. Nobody likes that. Like, when you're running in a track race and there's a kid in front of you, you're not happy. Like, you're just like, oh, my God, how do, what do I have to do to get past him? Same thing in life. Like, when people come across what I'm doing, they're like, oh, is Wojo ahead of me? Is Wojo ahead of me? Like, that's just – that's, that's the haters out there, right? Yeah, that's just, that's just, human, that, that's just human behavior, though. That's all that's it is. They- they say though, if you have some haters out there, that means I think you're doing something right. Yeah, no, that 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 is definitely true. That is a that is a very true saying, very true. I just think that um, I don't know, like it's just crazy. Like, and this is just a, off topic a little bit, but it's just like crazy, like how far I've come from being like from being younger and being to where I am now. I just didn't think this is where I was gonna be. Well, where do you think you're going to be? This is like a job interview question right here. Where do you, where do you think you're going to be in five years? Or where do you see yourself in the future? Five years from now. Not even don't uh, even for five years. From now. Just the future, man. Like, what's next? Like, what's next like, for Wojo? What's want, next for the Wojo yeah. Media Group? Hustle Island. You're hustling out there. You're doing it. What's I next? mean, honestly, and me, Greg, and the team, Troy and Stefan, like, we have a lot of big things coming at, at Hustle Island. I'm very happy to have the opportunity to be working with Greg because I think his knowledge is going to be a lot more valuable to me than the monetary value exponentially. And um, I don't know, we, we're, we're just really going to make a lot of big moves and we're really pre like, we're basically breaching the market and giving people a, a voice to uh, a platform to speak on. And I just, I, I'm just happy to be a part of it. And it's it's just insane because I never thought that I would be given an opportunity like this, you know. And this is this was my biggest opportunity by far at scale, by far. And we're really just going to hit the macro market with this. It, it, it's going to be insane because we have so many things planned. We have the right team lined up, and all we really need right now is just the exposure over time. It's just a matter of time before we blow up. 
it's it's basically that we just have all all the tools possible to get this thing to the next level and that's it and i mean <clears throat> i mean i want to be working with greg i i like working with people long term that's my thing i don't like short term things and i've learned this because short term things don't stem to long term things that are going to give you more value is that your loyalty or belief in the company? That's just my belief. Yeah, belief and loyalty because I, I do believe in the idea because I see the results now and I think about how we're penetrating the market right now compared to, you know, from where they started. Like, geez, it's just insane. So I think there's a lot of potential with it and we're just I, – I, I think we're honestly killing it. It's just crazy. I mean, just the amount of traffic we get per day is just insane. Um. And it's probably because I'm probably, you know, and there's a lot of bigger businesses that are out there, but this is like my first taste of real numbers. And like, it's just insane. Um, and then as far as my agency is concerned, I want to get it to the point where it's passive, where I don't really have to be deep in it as much, but I still want to be a part of it. Like I still enjoy the content and stuff. I still like it, but I want to give it, you know, less work, I guess you could say. I want to be able to put more time into the other things in life that I can enjoy, like, you know, traveling and, okay. you know, maybe starting a family. You know, these are things that I'm still young and I can't even imagine myself starting a family in the next five years. <laughs> you got it, yourself a girlfriend? No, I do not. Uh, that, that's one, man. <laughs> Those ones out there, man. 22,000 followers. Let's get this guy, <laughs> man. It's, on. it's honestly Wait, he's out there. <laughs> it's honestly tough though and i never thought it'd be tough because i thought that i had a good head on my shoulder i thought it'd be like easier you know but it's not the case like i don't know it's that's a whole other discussion for another day but i don't know that side of my yeah, we'll life table that one that, we'll table that one. <laughs> that's the name of that one the struggle that's what it's gonna be called no, no, <laughs> we'll table that we'll table that one we'll, we'll call that the struggle the next social island podcast the struggle with wojo well, i'm gonna remember that i'm gonna write that oh, down when you hear the word wojo when you hear the word no excuses what comes to your head no excuses oh this is a great topic so I think a lot of people just make up excuses to not put in the work. And like, there's really ways out there for people to make money, but no one actually wants to do it. And then they make up excuses like, I'm tired, you know, I'm, I'm exhausted, you know, I can't do this because I don't have a car, I can't do this because blah, 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 you know, just all these excuses. And for me, like, you have one life. Like, why are you like making up an excuse to not let you manifest yourself? Like, I don't understand that. And for the people who aren't striving to achieve what they're doing right now, if they die tomorrow, like, what did you do? You made excuses for the whole 21 years. Like, it's just not fun. Like it's not, it's not a good look too. When you're making excuses, it's not a good look because people can see right through that. Real hustlers can see real excuses. Like when I see people out in the industry and they're saying things, I'm like, this guy's just making an excuse. I can tell. And people always like to put on a, a like, like a facade that they're doing well. But I can see right through that, that they're not. Because they're making excuses. You know? And it, it's just like when I see an opportunity like flipping things at a garage sale, selling things that I don't use anymore for a profit, how do I see that as value? I'm seeing that as a monetary value to progress my business. A lot of people are like, oh, that's just extra work that I got to do. Why would I go to a garage sale? Like, 
that just, no, it's just you're not open-minded enough. You're not optimistic about life. Like, life has so many things to offer. And, like, if you just want to sit inside and watch Netflix all day and then make an excuse for why you're not succeeding, I can just pull up that Snapchat of you last night taking a picture of, you know, Grey's Anatomy and be like, what are you doing? I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. You know, it's just insane. Like, people are always like, oh, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I see kids that show up to class in pajamas. I'm like, okay, this is just not – it's just – you can't make this stuff up, though. You can't. And you see people complaining on Snapchat. Oh, you know, my boyfriend left me, blah, blah, blah. My life sucks. I'm not doing well. You know, he's holding me back from being successful. I'm like, that's not, that's not a valid excuse. Like, there are valid excuses. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, if you, you know, if you're running a business and like, you know, like something tragic happens, like, you know, you lose a leg or like, you know, one of your parents pass away. Like, those are excuses that you can use to have some mourning. Like, I understand that. But if it's raining outside, if it's late, and you don't want to do something, like, that's an excuse. Like, no that's not valid. Like, I don't care if it's freaking snowing outside. Like, I will walk to the post office to drop off that garage sale flip on eBay. I will do that. Even though it's a mile away, I will walk in the snow. Like, that's what I will do. You like the, you like the postman, rain, sleet, or snow, my friend. You got you to gotta hustle out there. Like and you said, like, no excuses. Yeah, no excuses, man. And, the, like, people the world, are – The world is not going to stop and start at your convenience. That's exactly it. People think that the, that the world – like, they deserve it from the world. Like, the world doesn't care who you are. Like, the world's going to squish you if you don't are willing to fight back. It's just it, fit, man. It's exactly what it is. It hey, really man, you're, is. You're young into your journey here. What, some, what are some tips you can give to everyone out there on the island? For people on the island who are my age, you just have to stay tunnel vision. Like, you don't you, – you can't care about what anybody thinks, even your parents. Like, sometimes a parent say things like, oh, you should be doing this, doing that. Like, if you genuinely want to do what you're doing right now or that you're not doing, like, you just have to go and act. Like, don't think about what bad things can happen because bad things are going to happen anyway. Like, there's days where, oh, wow, I lost a client. Like, boom, there goes minus out of my account. You know, like, these are things that happen. And for me, like, these are things that you should be learning, though, at, at an early age. If you want to be successful, I would suggest you starting a business early on, learning how to transact. And that's one thing that, that, that Greg taught me, too, is, like, a lot of people want to start a business, but they don't even know how to transact. Like, just going out. And, like, other thing I used to do during the summer, too, I would print out flyers, and I would mow people's lawns. I would stick it right in their mailbox. I didn't care about the laws. Like, there's a law in New York that, like, you can't put things in people's mailboxes. You can't, like, go inside of them. You got to put it on the side. Hey, don't incriminate yourself, no. <clears throat> and, like, I used to just slap it right in there. I was like, I want to mow people's lawns. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Hustling, man. The two hustles. And started. I was doing, like, three lawns a week, like, an extra 150 bucks. I was like, let's go. But other people would say, oh, like, oh, my God, the Bachelorette is on or something. They got to go watch something on ABC or, like, they got to just – if you're young like this, you got to use your energy wisely. Like, stop making excuses. The world is not going to help you. Trust me on that. The world's going to be like, are you doing anything? You're not? All right, well, who's up next? Because I don't care what you're doing because you're not doing anything at all. 
when you're putting yourself ahead and gaining knowledge and putting it towards the progression of you as a person, that is what you should be doing right now. That it's simply it. Like for people who are getting consumed in the party life and you know, all these, you know, I, I go out, I'm not going to lie. I go out, but I have things going for me. So I deserve to go out. I'm working 16 hours a day. Literally. I don't get to breathe. So when I go out with my friends, you know, that's my time to cope and chill. Some people say to me when they see me out, cause people follow me, they're like, Whoa, Joe's out. Oh my God. What is he doing out? I'm like, <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to relax. Like just, what do you do when you go out? Uh, I usually just chill with my friends. We just have like yeah. a beer or two and just relax and just talk. Yeah. Uh, just, it's, it's like a, it's, it's, it's to balance out like work life and social, you know, Can't and then that harmony. Yeah. And then in the morning, I, I, I usually meditate for a couple of minutes too. That's okay. a, that is a very beneficial thing. If you own a business and like, you're really, really busy, like not just own a business. A lot of people put entrepreneur in their profile and they're not doing anything. Like I don't want to see anybody doing that. I, I can tell when you're not doing anything. Uh, but basically I get up and I listen to like nature sounds and like okay. birds chirping and like the waves hitting like the sand. Like it's, it's crazy, but it really does help. Like it calms me down. Like it's insane. Like, like when, when, when usual people, I'm not saying usual to throw a stereotype, but people lay in their bed and they sit there on their phone for 30 minutes. Like you have to find something in the morning that's going to make your spirituality like really entwined with what you're doing every single day. Because when I wasn't meditating, I was like tired as hell. When I woke up, I was like, oh my God, like my eye had crossed in and I was like, this is, you know, I'm tired, you know? And I was like, I got to find something to alleviate the stress and like basically make me a more mindful person, I guess you can say, and just have more Absolutely. perspective that way. And I, that's what I decided to do. So it's been helping me. Some days I miss it and I can tell when I'm off. I can tell on, on days that I don't meditate, I can tell that my body's off a little. I can tell. And that's when you know that it works. How did you get into meditating? Um, well, I just read a couple books and they were like, oh, take some time to just basically get in your own head and just meditate. Like they, it's supposed to boost like morale in yourself okay. and just oh, yeah. like confidence and help you, you know, start the day with a better mindset. You know, people wake up, they're like, Oh, I gotta get up, you know? But for me, I'm like, all right, time to meditate. You know, I wipe my eyes, brush my teeth. I sit down and I just get at it. Like, I just think that it's beneficial to me. And like, are there, that's, any, are there any books, quotes you could uh, recommend to people out there on the Island? Books or the first one's going to be uh, exactly what to say by Phil Jones. That's okay. a great book for people who want to learn the psychology behind selling and talking to people in person about selling their product or service. Second book is going to be 10 X by Grant Cardone. Um, and then right. Uh, what was that book? Oh, the subtle art of not giving an F. I don't want to curse on here, but the subtle <laughs> not, uh, of not giving an F that's a very good book too. And that's when I really started like not caring about other things. Like I got a flat tire. Usually people are like, Oh my God, I got a flat tire. I'm like, I sit down, I'm like touching my head cause I know I can't react like crazy. So I'm like, all right, got to call AAA. Like that's basically it. Like I didn't want, like that's what made me not care about little things like that. Like you get in traffic, people are like banging their wheel. I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like this is going to happen. And that's what I've grown accustomed to. Like all these things have just built built my mental toughness and like character and personality. 
And, like, honestly, like, on a side note, though, if you're not reading at a young age, like, you are really losing. Like, it's really beneficial for your mind because your mind drives everything. Mind drives what you act on. Your mind drives your, you know, your subconscious. Like, all these things that you should be battling towards and against, like, reading can give you a huge perspective. And also learning through other people's faults without actually going through them yourself. Like when you can learn from people messing up and not actually having to do it yourself, it's very psychology, very psychologically beneficial. Nice, man. Well, you said it all. We've, yeah. been, we've, we've touched on a, a lot. Well, oh, Jordan, yeah. Where can people find you, man? Uh, so I'm on Instagram, like you know, you said uh, it's at Jason.wojo. Uh, I post daily, so if you're looking for some daily insight and just some motivation and perspective into my life, I would suggest you follow because I, I honestly post a lot of cool stuff, I think. Not at a macro level because, like, Gary Vee is, like, a beast. Like, he just puts out really good content. But I think that for what I'm doing right now in my journey, I think I post a lot of cool stuff. Uh, also, I'm on Twitter, at Jason Wojo with two O's on the end. Uh, actually, well, with an extra O on the end. Um, but, uh, yeah, that that – that's where that's where you can find me. All right, man. I'm gonna give you 30 seconds, man. I want you to do a quick video like you do on your Instagram. Oh, and message out to everyone out there on the island, out there on Instagram, Wojo Squad, the Wojo Media. We want to hear it right now. 30 seconds. Throw 30 it out there. 30 seconds. Go, go, go. All go, right. Go. For all of you guys right now who are stuck in life, who are lost, who really just don't know what they want to do and aren't self-aware yet. Admitting that you're lost is going to be the biggest thing that you say to yourself because then you're going to find yourself open to people who can give you a tip, either through mentors, reading, finding the right people to surround you in your circle to give you that better chance at being able to progress at the rate that you want to. There's a lot of things that people want to achieve in life, but they're not willing to put in the work or find the right people to set them straight. And either life will set you straight and drag you down or you're going to find the right people to bring you up and push you forward. Boom. Hustle Boom. Allen. Jason Wojo, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Check him out, Wojo Media. Join the squad. Hustle Island, hustleisland.com. Real hustlers, real stories. Wojo, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. All right, man. Check you later. Check him out, man. Get on the Instagram. Next time he's going to have 100,000 plus followers. Thanks, man. <laughs> See you guys later.